Okie dokie, folks, and welcome to Monday Night Shaw. And on this week's episode, uh, returning to the show, uh, this is the second time I've had this person on the show. Uh, but uh, he's he's recently seen a uh, change of scenery. So uh, please welcome back to the show, T.Y. Jackson. T.Y., how are you, brother? Good, good. How are you? Nice to be back, uh, finally, after all this time. Yeah, yeah. The last time you were on the show, you were uh, still with MPW, and now you have uh, you've come and you've joined us over in uh, RCW. Yeah, it's crazy how like uh, when's the last time we did the show? It was probably like a year and a half ago, I think. Right, just before I think all the lockdowns and stuff started. Right. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a while ago for sure. Yeah, I think. So it's, uh, it's I crazy. Think it was right about the time when KB Six came over, because I think like he had just come over and and uh i think i asked you about it and it was just kind of like one of those things where you were like oh yeah he he left and i wish him the best or whatever and then he <laughs> came on my show and yeah. i asked him about it and it, it we ended up covering it for the entire show <laughs> um i, I hope <laughs> your departure is, is uh not quite as as dramatic as his um uh but uh no. you have left mpw and uh come to rcw can you uh give us a, an explanation of why yeah um it's like you said i don't think it's going to be very uh as exciting as uh as kb6 as was but to be honest for me it was just uh it was one of those things where i just needed a, a change of scenery um i needed some new people to, to to work with some new faces um essentially to get in there with and um yeah so it's nothing too exciting it's just kind of made the decision that, you know, I think it's time for me to move on. And I think every wrestler has that feeling. And I'm sure you've also, um, you know what I'm talking about. You have this feeling that maybe it's time for you to, to move on. So um, that's what it was for me. I just had that feeling to move on and um, decided to come over to RCW. So Fair not enough. very exciting. I mean, I've always <laughs> liked being in RCW and stuff, uh, but like I've, I've definitely wanted to venture out and do like other wrestle in other areas of canada and whatnot you know mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and that was that was essentially the mindset for me as well too um you know being there like there was a lot of people that uh, i got to wrestle a lot of things i got to do and i was very grateful for my time there i had a lot of fun um but i was just looking at the wrestling scene and i was like man rcw is just on fire right now um you know with all the the different people coming in and the different types of matches and um i started getting excited thinking about you know the various different people i can start uh, wrestling with and, and and feuding with and programming with so yeah um yeah just the frequency of shows like it's like mm -hmm. sometimes there's three shows a week you know one show a month usually you know mm -hmm. so like i can understand why if you would want to, you would want to get more more ring time. That you would have to uh, go where that's being offered. Absolutely, and the most valuable experience is, is being in the ring, right? So, being in the ring in front of a crowd. The more you can do that, the more experience you get, and, and the better you get. So, that was definitely probably one of the biggest reasons as well. Joining, being like being able to wrestle every week, and and now thinking about it, you know, being here for how long now? I think it's about maybe over a month or so being with rcw like i don't think i can ever go back to wrestling once a month ever again so um yeah so it's definitely been uh it's been a good experience so i've had a lot of fun so far and i feel i've done a lot um my time now with rcw my short time so yeah you you kind of came in and then you teamed up with kb6 and then immediately like turned on him and then now <laughs> kb6 is gone he's uh I, I think he's in mexico 
Yeah, uh, I beat him in a loser leaves RCW, and then he left to Mexico. So I achieved what I wanted, I guess, in that end. Um, but yeah, no, I think I just wanted one of the the main things I wanted to do when I first came to RCW was was finish up that uh, loose end I had with KB6, and you know we touched on it earlier. We don't have to go back into it. There's a whole podcast if you want to get into that um, with KB6. But um, yeah, I, like that was kind of my first target coming into RCW, and even when I was with Monster Pro, every time I would come to RCW and do any uh, spot shows or any uh, talent shows, I would immediately go for kb6 that was my goal to, to kind of uh get my revenge yeah. so it was uh it, it was a no-brainer for me to to go for kb6 immediately and make him think that we're still friends and send him out of the country so, so i'm very glad about that <laughs> now that he's kind of out of the picture is there uh uh i mean you've been wrestling with uh danny havoc quite a bit too who's also like an, an mpw guy who's sort of danny evans yeah yeah or yeah da- why does i say danny havoc that's a different guy <laughs> Uh, Danny Evans, yeah. you've been wrestling yeah. with Danny Evans, um, uh, who's also like a, he came over from MPW sort of around the same time you did. So hmm. once once you're you're uh, you you're you start wrestling with like actual like RCW wrestlers, who are you like looking forward to wrestling the most? Oh, there's so many. Um, I do want to preface though. I and I'm so not I trying Danny... to say that Danny Evans is not an actual <laughs> RCW yeah. wrestler. Danny Havoc is not, but Danny yeah. Evans is an actual RCW is. wrestler. Um, but uh, as far as like fresh faces who you haven't uh, yeah. crossed the ring with before in MPW. So I actually want to make a point there. Like, interesting enough, me and Danny Evans have actually never had matches together since we came to RCW. So, oh, really? like, while I was in, yeah, so I was in the same promotion with him for probably like two years, maybe or three years. I never wrestled him, not even once. So it, it, was, it was also a fresh face as well to kind of wrestle somebody that I've known for so long and, and never got to be in the ring with. So um, that this has been fun. But yeah, there's, there's so many different people in the locker room and like you know i had matches with heavy metal um mrb um in calgary which was was really fun solid um and and there's just been so many people like i want to get in the ring with you i want to get in with like start doing some you know more single stuff um with everybody like i'm just so open to to be in the ring with um everybody there because you know the 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 more different people you wrestle the more experience you get and you learn different stuff about yourself and you learn different stuff about your opponents so i'm very much open to kind of getting in there with everybody there so i can't give you an answer specifically but well i mean that's fair (laughs) i mean you kind of uh from what i heard you when you last time you were on the show i think you even told me you like (laughs) over at the mpw uh training facility you were one of the guys that was like doing a lot of the training for people and and it was it would kind of struck me as a little odd because you you're like you've only been wrestling for like what like four years Mm mm-hmm Four years, yeah, yeah and, and now like it seems like there's a lot of guys who, who are in RCW who, who have much more veteran, uh, you know, status, and you're gonna learn a lot from those guys, you know, and you're not gonna be like expected to, to try and, and, and guide people while you're still learning yourself, you know what I mean. Absolutely, yeah, and that was, that was also a consideration I had too when I was leaving because you know I got to a place where I was kind of complacent there, um, and I was you know just really. And I'm not trying to bury not... them or you or 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 no. whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, like uh, yeah, no, 
Um, I totally understand. Yeah, 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 exactly. But like you have, a, you're making a good point there. Where like you know, it's just inevitable. I think it's in everything you do, not even in wrestling, but in any like genre of entertainment or any field that you're in, um, you have to you know work with more experienced people to get better. Um, and that's just a given. So um, that was absolutely yeah the thing that I thought about as well. And I'm very glad about that. There's uh, different people there I can get in with that are um, way better than me. So yeah. <coughs> Part of me, and I, I, I didn't mean to imply that anyone was better than you. Just that people have more uh, experience, and like, uh, you know, when you, when you've been in, when you have the knowledge that comes with being in a thousand matches, over the knowledge that comes with being in like a hundred matches, like the mm-hmm. person that's more knowledgeable, just like the, there's going to be some value that they can offer to the person that has had fewer matches. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. So, yeah, yeah. right on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as far as uh, uh, other things go, I know that you've also done some uh, work with uh, Canadian Wrestling Elite uh, pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recently. So, yeah, I actually got into doing some stuff with CWE as well, um, and that was around the time just before I left Monster Pro, and um, I was doing a lot of their St. Albert shows. I was down there in Red Deer for a show, um, and that was also a, a kind of a different uh, experience there as well, getting the C- CWE experience. I mean, you were you were there for a lot of them, and um, it's it's a different kind of animal there. Um, they like they they go hard, they go all the time, and uh, you know, show after show after show, and uh, you know, it's it's cool to be in front of different crowds. It's cool to be in locker rooms with different people and stuff and seeing some familiar faces and also seeing some fresh faces and getting to meet some people. So that's always, uh, that was very fun that time. Yeah, I, I enjoy myself every time I've uh, wrestled for them. Um, <laughs> I've, I, I am amazed at like how quickly everything goes down. Like you show up and the ring is like set up like very fast. Everything mm-hmm. is up and down like fast. Yeah. When you're you doing know, it so many times a week, and you know it's you're going to the next town the next day, you got to get efficient with that stuff. You're gonna, you're yeah. gonna start falling behind. So yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest. I only did like, I think three days in a row at the most. Mm-hmm. But um, and you probably felt it too, hey? Um, it wasn't necessarily all that bad. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's been times where I've I've been in the ring more than three times in a row, but just not necessarily on shows, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like for sure. Uh, there's been times where I've, I've like there's been times I've trained for five days and then wrestled for two and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I don't seem to do that quite as often as I used to. What about, uh, what about, has there been any other, uh, like, destinations that are on the forefront for you? Is there anything that you're, like, you're looking to get involved in and be a part of? Or, like, what is your, what is your goals now that you're in RCW? Like, do you, do you want to go to places outside of RCW? Or, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I think, I think for me right now, I think it's just trying to get more experience and trying to get out there and, um, you know, 
looking at the amount of shows that RCW runs and, and the amount of different locations you get to go to and stuff like that, it's, it's amazing. Um, but I think everybody wants to kind of go out and branch out and, and wrestle in different places. And um, BC is definitely an area that I wanted to go to and that I've been thinking about as well. Um, but even like Eastern Canada as well, like you look at Ontario and stuff, like they have a lot of great promotions down there as well too. And I'm originally from Ontario as well, so um, never actually got to wrestle there before. So being able to, to wrestle down in, in my home province would be um, great for me too. So yeah just trying to get everywhere and, and and do as much as possible and um you know the fact that we're wrestling weekly and doing shows uh all the time is good because you know you get to the more times you're out there the more chances you have that people look at you and uh you know you can branch out more so yeah i think that's the gist of it i would say yeah it's it's exciting and it definitely like you can you can definitely build up uh, uh a number of matches for sure which is which is absolutely pretty yeah. fun uh yeah sure I was going to ask you uh, about your character because, like, you, um, you're like a bad guy wrestler now. Were you a bad guy wrestler in MPW, or were you always no. baby, baby face? No, no. So Monster Pro, I was always a baby face for my four years there. I was, uh, I was a face, um, and every time I did a, a spot show or some or some outside show, I would always make a point to wrestle heel um, because I wanted to get that heel experience. Um, there was times in MPW where I was I was trying to trying to lean towards the heel um, kind of persona, but I guess um, you know it just never worked out, and, and circumstances kind of didn't uh, didn't uh, work there. So I always envisioned myself as a heel, and I had like four years to kind of sit down and kind of <laughs> kind of uh, make this concoction of uh, of ideas and, and things that I wanted to do. And uh, when I did come to RCW, and um, I did make a point when I came here as well too that I did want to to work as a heel because. It's a different. I I felt like if I'm going to a different promotion, I might as well do something fresh and not pull the same thing I'm doing from that promotion. Just bring it over here in front of um in a different ring in front of a different audience. So, kind of want to stand out and uh, come in with a bang. So I am yeah. uh, a bad guy here in RCW. And so far, how are you like liking being a heel compared to having been a babyface? So surprisingly, like when people used to ask me this question, I always used to say, "Oh, like you know, I always like being a heel better." Um. Uh, if I had to compare the two, I would say the heel is still for me. It's just more fun, I think. You know the saying that it's always easier to to make people hate you than people like you. So, and I feel you have more kind of free reign as a heel to kind of do some some things and, and get away with some things that a babyface can't. Uh, but for, surprisingly, like throughout my four years of being like a face in MPW, I just started to really enjoy being a babyface. And I think this is a human. It's 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 human nature just to 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 have people i guess like you and people cheer for you and stuff like that so um you know towards the end there like uh i, I really started enjoying being a face and and, and um, interacting with the crowd and and you know seeing kids get excited and stuff like that that's always fun um but just there's nothing like being a heel you know there's nothing like just just being a, excuse my language an asshole um you know so it's it's the best it's the best so i'm very much enjoying it i'm having a lot of fun um doing it so I I done it yeah. like a couple of times and the, they were fun, but they're definitely like the last time I did it, it was a com it was a complete disaster. It was it was not <laughs> yeah. it was not my fault. <laughs> like yeah. it didn't have much to do with <laughs> the fact of anything I did, but it, it was it was not a good match and whatnot. Mm. But uh, <laughs> I did enjoy like I do enjoy uh, uh, being a heel every once in a blue moon. But I really don't think that my character is is like suited for that. So 
Yeah, I mean, your character is one of those characters as well that it's just uh, you know as soon as you come out, it's 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 something that the, you know the kids cheer for, and it's something that people like. Um, so I mean, I I, can, I totally get where you're coming from. Um, but yeah, like I I also think that you know like when you like for example like as a Canadian goose, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, have you ever like done any heel work or anything outside of the goose character before? I don't think you have, right? Um, yeah, I did. Uh, okay, I, I wrestled uh, a couple of matches under a completely different like gimmick where I, I wore oh. masks. Were you heel or face? I was a heel. Okay, so how was that compared to the goose character um, as a heel? I mean, it, it was okay. Um, it was like I was wearing a mask and I was trying to disguise who I was. I was not doing a, a, a fantastic job. And uh, okay, I wrestled, <laughs> I did it twice. I wrestled, uh, once I wrestled uh, Steven Stiles. And then the other time okay. I wrestled uh, Dean Richter. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was fun both times. I got to do a promo in the, in the match against Steven Stiles. Um, okay. which, which was a lot of fun. Uh, so like, uh, yeah, the, the promo was a lot of fun. And then like, just the whole experience was fun. It just, I, I don't know. We, I, we just never did it again. And I, I, I don't know. I keep, I hold it off in my back pocket as something I might pull out one day and just do again for the, for the hell of it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure you'll have fun with it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. But like, yeah. I also you know, I don't want to stop being the Canadian goose because I, I enjoy doing that as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. What about, who are like some of your influences as like a bad guy wrestler? Like when you're out there, like trying to channel, like mm -hmm. being uh, like a heel, like what, who are some guys or like, what are some th thoughts that run through your mind that give you the fuel to, to pull that off? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I think like, I think like for for me at least like when I wrestle as a hero I'm very like I'm very loudmouth that I'm very obnoxious um and I think for me it's it's almost me just channeling like you know I think when you channel like your everyday frustrations just in life in general um I think if you can channel those into into your character I think that kind of um makes it more authentic um you know it's it, you kind of have to pick your spots and kind of when to be mouthy and, and, and when to, to, to be like ruthless and aggressive and stuff like that. So um, I think for me, it's just honestly thinking about like the things that um, I hate and trying to be it. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the best way to put it. Like whatever I despise in life or, you know, if I, you know, seen a character in a movie or something that just does some obnoxious stuff and that I don't like, I'm like, huh, that'd be, that'd be a, a great um, thing to do. But I don't think I've channeled anybody in specific. Um, uh, but I think I'll probably, the more heel work I do, I think the more I'm going to start to see maybe shades of, of certain people that I grew up watching and stuff that I just haven't realized yet. So, um, but yeah. So you just try to be unlikable in general. Like I thought, I, I think that would be hard for you because, like, I, I don't know. I I I don't like interact with you like re super regularly or anything. Uh -huh. But every time I have yeah. seen you, you've always been like the nicest guy. Like, yeah, like, yeah. You don't I appreciate that. Me as as a guy that would be <laughs> like heelish. Like, there's guys in the locker room who you're like, okay, yeah, I can see why that guy is a heel. You know? <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that's what makes it a bigger shock as well too um you know especially people and i there's, there's a few people i've seen in the audience as well in rcw who are crossovers and who have been to mpw shows and stuff and like i could tell that they're like looking at me and they just can't believe that 
what I'm doing simply because I was just I was such a, a good guy for such a long time and um you know the, the the baby face character that I played was essentially just myself you know just playing you know my my normal self and and and, and trying to be as genuine as possible but um I think it's easier when you don't have it, I think it's easier to be a heel when it's not your personality and this is just me saying it because then you can be really over the top and trying new things and and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but like you know for me I can kind of just like try stuff and throw stuff at a wall at the wall and and see if it works and if it doesn't work well I won't try it again um but yeah I think it, that is a, a good point there um yeah. but for me it's just kind of just comes natural I'm like you know what let's just just be obnoxious as obnoxious as possible and, and see what happens. Um, uh, I like it, buddy. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I first became like the ring announcer, the other guy who was ring announcing uh, at the time, mm -hmm. he he told me he was like, "Oh yeah, well make sure you don't outshine the wrestlers out there," you know. So I'd be like real timid with my performance and stuff, and I did that for the first mm -hmm. couple, and just realized, okay, that's not working, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it like my all and if they tell me to rein it back that's better than them having to tell me to bring it up you know so nice. yeah i i can at least the personality is there right so yeah if you have it you just gotta like adjust it when necessary right yeah have you ever had yeah. to like rein it in and have you ever like crossed the line or anything not that I've not I know of no, um <laughs> never, like, i mean some... children cry or anything like that like um so so recently and I've I'm not been, saying that's actually crossing the line, but like yeah, from yeah. a modern standard, you know what I mean? Um, no, I think I not that I know of to be honest. I mean, like messing with kids is, is always fun for me. Um, just because kids just they react so innocently and then they're so honest and truthful. So, um, but like I, I love to go like recently I've been going around and just like throwing like like scratching my beard and just like pretending to throw dandruff on kids. And that's always, it's like, it's some weird thing that I've just been doing for like whenever I'm a heel. And um, sometimes I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have done that because, you know, the, their parents are watching them and I'm like, I don't know if they, but like they usually eat it up and stuff. So, um, you know, but yeah, just maybe things like that. But like, I try not to like get in their face as much, but I, you know, I like a little banter back and forth and it's always fun. So, um, but yeah, so if you ever do see me throw dandruff at children, it's, it's, it's not really dandruff, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to put this as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. Dandruff from your beard too. That's. Yeah. It, it, like I scratch it as much as like, I'll sit there and like scratch it for like, like 30 seconds and scratch it and scratch it and scratch it. And then I'll just like look at my hand and just like throw it at the kid. And their immediate reaction is like, what? It, but um, then they start to boo it. So yeah, I don't know. I, don't some, worry, folks. So, he actually does yeah. use head and shoulders on his facial Absolutely. hair. Absolutely. <laughs> so I have no a nice. I have a nice. Yeah, there's no actual nice dentures. I have a nice set of hair. Deal, you know, it is washed. It is clean. But yeah. um, yeah. So that's it. That's maybe the only time where I felt like maybe uh, did I cross the line there? But I I'm fine. So I guess uh, it all worked out. <laughs> I did uh, one match in uh, Edmonton where I was a heel. I was wrestling against Coda, the Night of the Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just was like, by default, the heel. So they kind of sent me out there, cut a heel promo, and then I wrestled him. And the next week I was back to being a babyface. It was kind of weird. 
But um, I did get told by Chris Irishman not to mess with people's food because I ran. I walked by one guy who was sitting there eating his French fries, and I, I like knocked the bottom of his plate so the fries flew off the plate. Oh God! They probably weren't happy about that, eh? Hey? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I was like, oh, I'm a bad guy. This is like, I think I stole a fry off of him first, and then I like. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> like the rest. Yeah, and they told me no, not to do that anymore. So I did. I never did do it again. But I, fair enough. Yeah, I. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 kind of fun to do that uh, sort of heel antics and whatnot. But I also like I I do love like uh, you know just being the baby face and being the guy that's supposed to get cheered and you get to go out there at the. It's not like because like I would imagine if if you're the heel and then you got to go out at intermission to try and sell your like gimmicks at the at the merch table or whatever, it might be kind of awkward, you know, because mm-hmm. like you don't want to be buddy buddy to the people that you want to boo you during your match. But you also do want to sell your stuff so you can make money, yeah. you know, like. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's ways of doing it. I think um, there's ways of staying in a character, I find, and, and, and still be able to sell your merch in a way. But, but I find like a lot of fans, I guess a lot of fans, like when it's during intermission and stuff, I don't usually go out during intermission when I am healed, but every time that I have, um, they, they tend to kind of understand where I'm trying to go with the character and stuff like that. So um, I remember at the last uh, Radway show, I think, um, at the end of the show, one of the kids was walking around getting autographs from like the wrestlers and stuff. And, and he comes up to me and, you know, I was, you know, I think I probably threw dandruff at him or something. Um, but <laughs> he came up to me and his mom was standing there and she was, and he was like wanting to like ask me for like an autograph. And, um, but he was like, I don't know. He says he hates ki- children and he hates kids. I don't know. And like, part of me was like, oh, it's, that's, that's great that I got the character in. But, uh, you know, th- th- I ended up signing it for him, but I was like, all right, like, I'll, this is this is the one time and I won't do it again. Uh, right? I wanted to hear something that you like turned that. around and growled in his face and chased no. him away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just started picking, find more dandruff just to throw at him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I think that there's ways of going around it, but I definitely agree. Like it's much easier for the face to, to go out there and uh, sell their merch and stuff. So, And um, another thing, uh, another thing that you have, have had experience in doing uh, both of is uh, tag team wrestling and uh, singles uh, competition. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. wh- how do you how do you like uh, how do you like singles matches compared to tag team matches? I mean, it's it's, it's a great great question. I mean. So I started off tag team wrestling uh, for like the first maybe two years of my career was all tag team wrestling. Um, and then I didn't think I really, f- I don't think I found my stride in tag wrestling until I started wrestling with KB6 as a tag team. And once I started doing stuff with KB6, I think that's when I really started having fun with tag wrestling. Not that I never liked tag wrestling in the first place. I always enjoyed it. But I feel like with tag wrestling, you really have to like really gel with your tag partner or you have to really have like uh, be on the same page really for it to really come off well and for it to be fun. Um, so when I, was, when I was tagging with KB6, it was, it was really fun. And, you know, we were kind of on the same page. We were rocking and rolling and stuff. Um, but it's, it's much easier to manage, um, I guess, your own stuff as a singles wrestler than it is as a tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, because trying to get four people on the same page is harder mm-hmm. than getting two people. Um, 
but I think tag team wrestling is very underappreciated, I think. And um, when at least when I was in MPW with KB6, we made a point of really wanting to make tag team wrestling uh, a, a part of the show and making it important. And uh, did we do it? I Not for me to say, but I'd like to think that we tried as best as we can and we had a good run. Um, but for me, I think right now, single wrestling has just been my focus. Um, and which is why I came back and attacked KB6 immediately. Cause I was like, ah, I'm not doing this tag team stuff again. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, trying to, I think the more, if you can get good at tag team wrestling and in singles wrestling, I think that's another asset there on your resume to, to say that you have. So, um, they're two, they're two different kind of animals, but I mean, they're all, they're all wrestling at the end of the day. So, uh, you can make it work. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I know that a lot of the guys that were over in MPW, I know that you, you said that you were uh, involved in a little bit of the training and stuff, but did we, uh, a lot of the guys have other like backstage duties there. Like some guys are like the guys that make the posters and some guys are like the people that operate the websites. Did, did you uh, mm-hmm. acquire any like backstage skills uh, that are like on the peripheral to wrestling? Not really, actually. To be honest, I don't think I really had any of those. Um, but like you said, like I wouldn't consider myself a trainer at MPW. I wouldn't say I was that. Um, but I, I definitely was there a lot um, in the ring working with people. So um, I guess maybe that was my kind of contribution behind the scenes, I guess, was was helping out people. And um, not that I know everything, and, and I really don't. Uh, I'm also learning. But anything that I do know or anything that I can give or um, that I could give to the people there at the time, starting out and stuff, that was kind of what I enjoyed doing. So uh, maybe that was kind of my, my contribution there, just being at training all the time and, and trying to help out. So I was just wondering, too, um what are a couple of your favorite matches that you have had? Um, did we go over that in the last podcast? I think we did with, I think it was within like MPW, I think at the time. So maybe I can talk, speak about some stuff I did at least in the, the month I've been with RCW. Cause I've had a lot of, uh, yeah, I think I've not, had some fun there. Yeah. Why don't we uh, talk about that? And then maybe uh, talk about like uh, one or two of your final matches in MPW before you came, to, came here cool. to RCW. Like, uh, give us a, a little uh, timeline of what's kind of been going on for you in the last uh, year or so. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess to start to say I was the provincial champion at Monster Pro for, for a while. Um, I think I, I won that title in September of 2020. Um, and uh, I held it up until uh, I think my last show, which was, I think, September. Was it October? Maybe it was October of, yeah, October this year. Um, no, granted, it was there was lockdowns and stuff and pandemic so i'm not gonna sit here and pretend i <laughs> had that title for a year and defended it uh, all the time probably had like four defenses in that time <laughs> but um yeah i think my last match there was a ladder match um i think it was a fatal four ladder match it was me rich king blake cannon and the sultan um and that that was a really fun match it was a very memorable match that i had uh, i had a sequence of match before that as well with rich king and, and, and lumberjack larry and um those are two guys that that i just always have fun being in the ring with and they're very very talented like top 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 guys there so yeah. um well, i'm stoked that rich king came to rcw 
yeah he's 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 like great he's amazing he's one of a kind and um you know the, the matches that we had and we had a little feud going into that that ladder match and uh that was probably one of the most fun matches i had a fun time as well i had at, at monster pro um but yeah that ladder match we i went all out you know <laughs> did as much as i could uh ladder bumps uh, absolutely suck um <laughs> but uh I, I did all i could and uh you know that's that's when i lost the belt there and then immediately a week after that i was i was in rcw um doing matches um that's when I was able to have matches with with heavy metal, as I said, uh, w which was a really fun match as well too. Um, and then I got to go down to Calgary and, and have that match with MRB, uh, which is my first time wrestling in Calgary as well. Was against MRB and um, that Calgary crowd was just amazing that night, and uh, they support me well, so I, that was great. And and now it's just kind of going to the feud with Danny, or I did, did the stuff with KB6 as well. Um, we had a really, really good match, uh, our loser leaves RCW match. I had a lot of fun there. Um, it, it was a great kind of end and blow off to our kind of feud that that's just been, you know, marinating. I would say for like three years, and um, we finally got to have that match that we wanted to have, the match that we envisioned initially when when we started our tag team. Um, so I'm really glad we got to have that, and and then I hope he's doing well down there there in Mexico. Did you guys never get to wrestle each other in MPW? We did. Um, we had one match, which is which is still up there as one of my favorite matches. Um, with my match with KB6 in MPW just before he left, um, and that was kind of our first match that was going to lead into our feud. Um, but that never happened because then he ended up uh, coming coming to RCW. So oh, okay. um, Do we were able to differently out there. Like, does someone else like give you like put your match together for you or? No, not so. Nobody puts the match together for us. Um, we that's all in our control, and I, <laughs> I hope at least in independent wrestling, there's uh, there isn't people out there putting matches together for you because that that wouldn't be fun. Um, but I, it's just I guess the circumstances are different there. Um, uh, within the ring, I would say it's it's the same. You know, you get to put your stuff together and stuff, but. Um, you know, I think here in RCW, at least from the experience I've had, you have much more freedom when it comes to putting together storylines and long-term storylines and, and having to be consistent um, and being able to, 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 to finish it out and, and kind of have a plan and, and go with it. Um, back in MPW, I think it was more so like you would think you had a plan and then something would happen and plans would change and you wouldn't be able to do it. And wrestling once a month as well is hard to have feuds. Cause I mean, wrestling weekly, you know, like uh, me and Danny been having this feud now and you know, it's going to be over in a month, um, you know, or a month or, you know, uh, two months or however long it is. Yeah. Um, but you get to get more matches out of that. Um, but in MPW, when you're wrestling once a month, that's, you know, a feud can take a long time and, plans change within that time so you it's not really consistent um so yeah i think that's kind of like the difference there but um yeah i've just i've just been having a lot of fun and and the stuff i'm doing with danny as well now is 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 great um you know like i said he's a guy that I never got to wrestle with in mpw and we always talked about having some matches and stuff so he was a no-brainer when i first got here to kind of check that off the bucket list so well i'm glad you guys are getting a chance to wrestle each other now then mm-hmm yeah. And not even just wrestle, but have like a sequence of matches and have like a story that's, you know, consistent and stuff. And I think that's, that's, that's what we love wrestling is the consistent stories and stuff. And the one-off matches are great in circumstances, but you know, you like to have something consistent. Um, Did I see that for the you guys future. are going to wrestle for the hardcore belt? We are. And I'm, I would say I'm a hardcore person. He's a, he's a hardcore person. Uh, he, he, he eats that stuff up. Um, you know, I'll do the occasional crazy thing um but i guess he has more of the advantage uh 
in this match and uh i guess i gotta have to step up and kind of really prove that you know i can be hardcore too you know i might not look like it but well, i can I mean, do some hardcore stuff hardcore weapons battle royal over there too eh yeah but that was a match that i i would get out as soon as possible <laughs> i wouldn't i would not linger on in that match at all uh, i would i would the find myself on the floor very like early jump over the top rope <laughs> i would find myself on the floor really early in those matches uh, i wonder why <laughs> i hear you I hear you. As soon as the first guy gets eliminated, you're like, "Oh shit, suicide dive time!" Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't mind. I don't mind like the chairs and like the ladders and stuff. Those are fine. But once I see like you know the barbed wire bats and and the bats with the nails on them, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Yeah, maybe not today. The, maybe uh, yeah. the glass tube. Have you ever seen one of those? Um, were, I haven't you there, were you there for the, when Vince Austin and? Uh, um jason the terrible wrestled and they used the glass tubes no i didn't actually no what about at the uh no. clandestine when uh colton kelly and, I... and uh uh sheik shabazz and um i can't remember the other fellow's name to be honest with you but it was a yeah. three-way it was a three-way yeah i remember watching it on the stream yeah mm -hmm. like it's uh, it's crazy his name is Evan Adams, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I was there at like you know earlier as well. I think it was like I think it was a couple months or a month ago. So at, at Love as well, and there was a there was a hardcore match there too that I was like, holy crap! Like these guys are killing each other. And I'm oh, like, yeah, they... I'm not that I'm not that guy, but you know, <laughs> maybe maybe one day I'll, I'll muster up the courage to do one of those. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm I'm surprised uh, you didn't have uh, you didn't have like a, a gimmick match against uh, KV6. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, it wasn't necessarily. So it was a loser, loser leaves town match, but we did, uh, we did get away with using weapons that match. So, um, we did. Uh, I guess it was considered a, a hardcore match. Not really hardcore, but no disqualification, I guess. Okay, so like um, street fight type thing. Basically, a street fight. Yeah. So, I uh, I gave him a swanton, um, and I put the, <laughs> I put the trash can on his head, and I gave him a swanton, like basically on his head, and. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh yeah that was uh that was one way to send him off to to mexico so <laughs> is, that, is that your uh, finishing move the swanton um i want to say it's a finisher it's definitely one of my signatures um it, it's one of those moves that uh i just really i guess i i grew up a, a jeff hardy fan and i really enjoyed seeing you know him doing the swanton and stuff and the way he does it and it was kind of one of the first moves that i really put into my uh my uh my back pocket there when i started wrestling um and it just kind of just became a staple in my matches now so hopefully uh my uh my tailbone will be fine by the time i'm older but uh, we'll see i guess yeah you gotta be careful and watch out for your um your ankles too absolutely yeah, yeah <laughs> be very yeah. careful um yeah for sure um uh what are some other uh big top moves that you chose uh to be part of your repertoire and and some of the reason behind that like do you bust out the twist of fate as mm -hmm. well so i'm doing that recently um i guess i guess the the joke is to see how many jeff hardy moves i can uh try and uh, do in, in a match no, no i'm kidding uh i just start doing all the jeff hardy moves <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, his yeah. ankles pull and then, you know, jump in and leg drop his balls. <laughs> yeah, on the nutshell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um 
for me, I think so. A lot of the, my 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 I guess my offense is is more focused on really like strikes and stuff, and I use a lot of kicks. And um, I guess I've just always liked kicking. Um, I, I enjoy kicking. I enjoy using my feet. I guess. Um, so yeah, a lot of my stuff is like really kicks. Whether it's like you know super kicks or it's roundhouses. Um, but but my finisher is like the side kick that uh, um, I saw Swerve Scott using in NXT at some point. And um, well, I saw one where you kind of like. J- jump into the air beside the dude and then just mm-hmm. like whip over and kick the guy in the face and it was like ow yeah ow. yeah that's the one i stole from uh yeah, that's the one i actually stole, stole from isaiah or scott or shane strickland so he does that he used to do that move and uh it's it's i thought it was very innovative and i didn't see a lot of people using it and i was like well i like using kicks and i think when coming with a, up with a finisher as well if you can come up with something that you can give to anybody um you know, not having to pick anybody up or any of that. Um, it's definitely an asset. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, they only need to be kneeling. That's perfect. You know, anybody can kneel. So um, it was a no-brainer for me to, to use that as a finisher. But, yeah, like it's kind of just a mix, I would say, between like uh, high-flying and, and, and strikes and stuff like that. And But I'm I'm always trying to do different stuff. And, um, you know, I think the longer you wrestle and, and the more matches you do, the more you start to appreciate different types of moves and stuff. You know, I was never really into giving slams uh, when I first started, I was never like a fan of like giving like body slams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, they, they they started to slowly start to warm up to me the more I start to wrestle and start understanding psychology behind them and stuff. And you know, being able to like do different moves as well, like maybe hit body slam and then hit something else right after it immediately or something like that is always just change it up and not always be the same thing. So um, I'm always trying to do different things and um, see what works. I guess throw things at the wall. Solid. So um, where do you where do you get like the ideas from like do you do you watch a lot of like modern wrestling or do you go back and watch like classic wrestling uh where where do you where do you go when you're looking for new cool things to do in the ring yeah i think so i think uh when i first started out it was mostly yeah just from the stuff that i've watched um you know but modern wrestling mostly is this i mean what's what i grew up on to be honest um but you know there's there's always you know it's always cool because following those like Instagram pages, like uh, there's always like they always put clips of different moves and stuff, and maybe a match I've never seen before, or, like uh, a person I've never heard of before, and um, and just seeing stuff online as well. I think that's how a lot of wrestlers nowadays as well find a lot of their moves is just looking at moves online and stuff, and, and looking at maybe different promotions or, or different people doing stuff. Um, but I find for me a lot of my offense and stuff that came from really training, just trying up, trying stuff in training, um, throwing stuff at the wall and um, maybe wrestling around and, and and you know going with the flow and feeling stuff. And sometimes something connects and you're like, oh, that's that's cool. I might steal that. I might do that. Um, and you know everything's been done. But um, you know when you come across something that you never knew existed and you're like, wow, this is cool. I might I might use this. So uh, I think that's really the big benefit of training a lot as well too. Is you just naturally start to find stuff. And I'm sure you know this from training as well too. Like sometimes things just come up that you never expected and you're like yeah that's cool i'm gonna i'm gonna use that so yeah i i mean i know that like a lot of time like i'll be there and then metal will just be like okay chain around with whoever right like he'll chain around with me or chain around with zoe or chain around with uh, michael and they just they end up putting me in holds i've never been in before and you just have to Mm -hmm. figure out how to get out of it you know Mm -hmm. And it's, it's all like, I mean, it's all, it's safe, right? They're not shooting like crazy pile drivers on you or anything. (laughs) Um, But like, uh, yeah, you're, it's, it's like, it's an interesting, like how you have to like adapt to the situation. And then like, 
I like that because like, you know, you can get put in all this crazy stuff and you, you know that, okay, even if you haven't been shown exactly how to get out of it, you know, the technique is like that there's basics like to, to chain wrestling is you always are going to be turning in some direction or trying to circle around in some way Mm -hmm. or fashion. And then when you figure it out and it's just like, Oh, you know, nobody showed me that you just figured it out and you know, no one got hurt or anything and it looked cool. Then that's like a magical moment. Mm -hmm, For sure. It teaches you that instinctual behavior as well too. just being able to like, uh, just, uh, you know, not thinking about it, be able to, to do stuff. And for me, I think the same thing you were talking about, like when you're in, when you're in those situations where you don't know what to do, I guess, like I find for me a lot of time, like logic likes to kick in. I'm like, okay. And, uh, what, what would like, if you, if you were in a real situation here, what would you do? Right. And I find like wrestling, it's always, it always follows that pattern. Logically speaking, what would you do in this situation? And, and once you can kind of get that in, in your head, um, you know, where to put your hands and stuff or where to, where to move or maneuver, or what, what parts of your body to protect and, and stuff like that, you kind of, you start to become really instinctual at it. And then, you know, it doesn't matter who you're in the ring with somebody you've never wrestled before. They put you in something you've never seen. You can just remember that. Okay, well, how would I get out of this? You know, and yeah. uh, you're just kind of used to it. So I definitely agree. If you're out there and you're in some sort of a match and, you know, maybe things are not going according to plan or maybe, you know, you guys just didn't come up with much of a plan, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I've been to like a couple of, there's been a couple of times where you just show up and the person's like, yeah, well, I'll see you out there or we're just mm-hmm. going to wrestle or, you know, that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having, having that ab- ability like is, is definitely like paramount to that situation because like i you definitely like kind of like are like oh boy like it's 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 a little anxiety inducing but like once you're out there and you're making the magic it's it's a lot of a lot of fun you know it's a lot of fun yeah and i found my favorite matches that i've had are ones that were just like on the fly and stuff and um because you get to be creative you get to think of situations and you know stuff on the fly that that you might not necessarily have thought of um, at the time, but you just get to feel out the crowd as well, see how they're feeling, see if they're into certain things or if they're not into certain things, and then you can kind of like adjust and and, and do things that uh, um, that kind of get the crowd behind this person or, or get them to hate somebody. So it's always it's I think that's when like the creative part of wrestlers come out is when they don't have a plan that they're st- uh, going behind because um, you know once once you kind of put a plan together and, and it's set in stone, then um, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to maneuver out of that, but um it's very nerve-wracking and scary but like once you pull it off you're like i find i find more i get more satisfaction from a match that uh was loosely kind of planned out versus something that was like planned out to a t i guess i mean it is it is a nice skill to have too for those situations where okay maybe everything is pretty much planned out but like that doesn't guarantee that everything's going to go according to plan like i have Mm -hmm. definitely been in matches where okay things are planned out but oh oh Oh, somebody has missed their cue and they're not coming. And all right, mm-hmm. we have to make a new plan here, fella. And you know, I just look across the ring at the guy and like tap my arm, like, "Hey, watch <laughs> out! I'm gonna clothesline you." you yeah, know? exactly. Like, like yeah. that, that that has happened before. Um, I I remember sure. the first time it happened to me. I was in a tag match with uh, it was me and Dead Zone against uh, Vince Austin and Dante. And uh, mm-hmm. 
I was uh, behind uh, Dante, and somehow uh, Dead Zone was supposed to come in or whatever. But he was he was outside on the floor, and he just completely uh, um, missed on his cue or whatnot. It was it was just a, a things happen when you're wrestling, right? He just didn't mm-hmm. realize he this was his his time to come in, and so I because was kind of like, well, I can't just stand here and not hit him. You know, I'm looking like mm-hmm. an idiot. I'm standing here waiting. So I, yeah, just I, I got, I got Dante from behind with a big like thump, and then I just looked across the ring at Vince Austin and tapped my yeah. arm like, "Hey, take a clothesline." And yeah, I did. So exactly. that, that's yeah what we did. And that's something as well. I had to to learn as well too. Like like you know you know when you first start out as well, it's 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 very nerve wracking because you're thinking, "Oh, I hate to remember all these things. I hate to remember all these spots. I hate to you know be on exactly." But then. You know, for recently I've started to think like, you know, when you're in the ring there, your character really shouldn't be knowing what's going on, right? Yeah. You sh- like the, the character itself shouldn't know what's next. So if you can kind of put yourself in that position where like, you know, you know what's going what's going to happen next, but your character doesn't and you can portray that, mm-hmm. um, then it kind of makes it so that, you know, if something does go wrong in the match, um, then, it, you know, you're not standing there just like, you know, you know, we've all had that moment where we're just standing there like, oh, what am I supposed to do? You know, yeah. especially when we're, we're new and starting out and stuff like that. Um, you but, you know, I kind of, of like you can sort of start to pick up on people's like body language and stuff. And don't get me wrong. It's mm-hmm. it's always best to have like. If somebody's going to shoot you off the the ropes with the spot, it's good to know what what they sh- they told you to. But I've definitely like yeah. they've done that to me, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Well, I have no idea what he just said. Like <laughs> I did not hear <laughs> yeah. any of that, right? Exactly. But then you just have to pay attention to the the guy's body language, and you know, uh, yeah, you know, once in a while, like not not even like fifty percent of the time, but like once in a like a, a small portion of the time it just doesn't work out and you like bump into the guy and then you just mm-hmm. like start fighting for like <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> go for that emergency yeah but, go for but, that emergency but often, DDT. Like, you'll, you'll just realize like what's going on or the other person can realize that you're lost and they start telling you what to do you know as mm-hmm. they're, as you're you're doing it but uh mm-hmm. yeah no yeah. i think that yeah. uh Improv in general has been like an invaluable skill to uh, professional wrestling, and it is like one of my favorite parts about wrestling. Like, don't get me wrong, I like to have a plan for the for the sake of safety. But if I could go out there and just like improv, like the whole match, that'd mm-hmm. be cool, you know. But yeah, it was exactly. also and like, you can also like just for the sake of of like I say for 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 the sake of like safety, I wouldn't want to do that mm-hmm. with. Yeah, but I feel like once you get to know certain people, though, and then you're in the ring with a lot of people, and uh, you know, you get you kind of get to get some more experience, and you know, there's people that you've worked a lot and stuff like that. You can get more comfortable and and, and plan less stuff because you kind of know the person and you you trust them and you know their move set, they know your move set, and yeah, um, yeah. So it, it kind of depends on the circumstance. Yeah, yeah you but did that uh, spot we did in, you know, last week in Calgary or whatever, yeah, <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a good uh that's a good thing. I mean, I've been fortunate enough, I think, uh to have a a, a good variety of opponents. Um can can you say the same thing? Like you you have definitely been uh able to face off against a number of different people, eh? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, and like you you learn different things from from everybody and uh, different, you know, 
styles or you know i've been in matches where everything like you said has been planned out and there's been there's a lot of you know crazy spots and stuff like that and i've also been in matches where you know the craziest thing i've taken was like a, a suplex or something mm-hmm. and um you get you get to kind of work with with different people and, and understand you know different styles and you know how different people work and and it, i think it's a it's a blessing and i'm very glad that i've been able to be in the ring with with a very different various types of people um in this in business because i guess when you're just kind of narrow-minded um and you're kind of doing the same type of match that you know you think is is right or the same type of match that you think is wrestling or something like that then you know you really don't get to learn anything um and you really just kind of you know repeating stuff and that's when the fun goes away you know the fun is is being able to learn stuff and once you stop learning then you know there's kind of no point in 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 um you know engaging in it and um you know so yeah well, I mean, you you don't want your your match to be the same every time, you know. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, you got to keep learning so you can learn how to uh, do new moves, and so you can learn how to safely uh, have other people do moves on you. You know, mm-hmm. like you you wrestling like maybe sure maybe the Canadian Goose has like his five moves of doom or whatever. Um, uh, but like I don't wrestle the same guy every night, you know. So I need to mm-hmm. know how to wrestle the other people and incorporate that stuff. And then, you know, maybe I have five moves, but I have you know three or four different ways to get into each one of them. You know, like, and mm-hmm. that's that's only learned through like like training. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, and being able, yeah, I think I think the worst part is when you kind of have like a good move set, or you have like good moves, or a good plan, or something, and then you realize that oh, this might not actually work with this person. Um, but it's due to like you know maybe the way they work or their size or you know all of that. Like it's it, everybody's different. So yeah. um, if you can find a way to kind of keep you know the same things you're doing but you know like you said go have different transitions or um getting get into a different way or, or um pull it off in a in a in a different way um it, it kind of makes it it makes it stay fresh i guess and it's not you know the same you know plan to not necessarily plan but same thing that you're doing um with other people and makes it kind of exciting yeah i mean i would think i mean i don't want to just spend the whole podcast talking about my moveset or whatever, but like <laughs> most of my moves are, are stuff I can do on majority of people anyway. Like there's mm-hmm. one or two that I wouldn't want to do on anyone that's real heavy and stuff. And that's more so for their safety rather than mine. Like I don't want to lift mm-hmm. anyone up that I can't make sure I'm not going to drop them accidentally. You know, mm-hmm. like if I'm yeah, going to sure. lift somebody up, I want to make sure that the, I can carry them until I'm ready to put them down. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And safety is a huge, it's an important, one of the most important things, you know, and stay safe is, is always the thing. So um, find that happy balance where you can stay safe and also make something look really cool and look, make it look devastating. Then you're kind of in the sweet spot, but it doesn't work for everybody. You know, like, like you said, like I've, I've had stuff that I want to do with people that I just realized I, that I thought I could do beforehand. And then I realized it just doesn't work and being able to adapt makes it so that, you know, you're not stuck with nothing. So, yeah. Have you ever had to uh, refuse anything? Not really. Um, I don't like. I don't think I've ever counted anybody who had a move that, like, you know, was insane. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Have you ever had to refuse like any any big moves or anything? I don't think I've ever outright refused things, but there's things okay. where I I was definitely like the person could tell I was trepidatious about it. Where, okay. Where they could tell, oh, he, 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 he will do it, but he's scared. <laughs> 
So maybe <laughs> let's just not do it, you know? Yeah. So like, I think because KB, KB6 like a, wanted yeah, to give me his uh, KB6 uh, uh, six drop or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he described it to me and I just like, was like, oh, it sounds rough. But you know we can do it. It was like, oh no, if you don't feel comfortable, I was like, yo, okay, cool, let's do something else. Then you know, like, yeah, I think for me, like, you know, there's been some times where like maybe somebody would suggest a move, and I'll be like, okay, maybe like let's let's see how it would we pull it off. So then we try, and then we realize, oh, maybe it doesn't work um, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me, I always if I if I ever hesitate about something, I'm always okay. Let's go up and maybe try it, and then get up for it and see if, how comfortable we feel. So I wouldn't necessarily like outright just like refuse it but uh like we'll see how it works and if it logistically doesn't um go through like i'll give you like a little thing so like the other day me and danny were going over some stuff and um we were gonna do like a suplex onto the apron and then um uh so i get up for it and he it hooks me and then we like look at each other we're like yeah this isn't gonna work um so it's just one of those things where we just transitioned and did something else so um you know there's a lot of times where you plan something and you think it's gonna work out and then you realize just maybe logistically speaking it just isn't gonna work so um, yeah. It happens. So maybe for the sake of walking for the next four days, this doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Maybe maybe like... maybe I want to get up tomorrow and then be able to to go to the bathroom and not have to <laughs> crawl there. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 a hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. I, I hear you. Um, yeah, for sure. I'm very stoked um, for all the wrestling that's been going on. Um, I know that uh, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen has just recently announced um, the remainder of the dates for the year, and that the last date is going to be the uh, December the eighteenth. And I'm hoping that mm-hmm. by then I will be uh, cleared to, to compete again. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because you get hurt, didn't you? Uh, yeah, um, I I've been dealing with this like. Uh, knee thing going on my left knee and my mm-hmm. I went to the doctor about it when it first happened it was about like about a month ago and he told mm-hmm. me it was just like sprained knee right and mm-hmm. it's still been bothering me so I ended up I called the, the other doctor and uh, she said oh it didn't sound like a sprained knee to her she was like oh it sounds like a meniscus injury to me so they sent me for wow. ultrasounds or whatever and I'm still waiting to find out what the results of that is, but once we figure it out, I mean, I mean, it it is something like that I'll be able to recover from. It's just how long, how, how, how do I work towards that, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. And, And you know, taking care of your health is kind of the most important thing and being able, glad that you kind of caught that early because, you know, um, and, you know, I, Took yourself off and give yourself some time to heal and stuff like that because the worst thing is you don't want it to get even worse than, well, than it was. So I, I, I yeah. didn't. Is is that was part of the issue? Is I worked through it for like uh, I had like three or four matches with it, um, mm. which I, I mean I just I like I felt real bad. Like uh, Danny Duggan came through uh, with CWE and they mm-hmm. I injured it on the Wednesday and they were uh, had me booked for Friday. And so mm-hmm. I didn't want to balk out on him like the day before because I had a hurt leg because when I wrestled Danny, he had a like a torn quad, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I, but I did definitely message him and warn him that, hey, like I'm pretty immobile here. Like I can't really jump or run 
or <laughs> you know these sort of things and <laughs> all the things we need for wrestling <laughs> yeah and he was just like oh don't worry about it uh, come anyway and we'll take care of you and sure enough they, uh, they did and I did a little bit of running and stuff because once you get the adrenaline uh, pumping in you and stuff right like it does mm-hmm. go but like it was it was very iffy and touchy and I was really like mm. every time I wrestled I was just petrified I was gonna hurt it and then my last match, uh, I I shot metal off the ropes to uh, to take a, a tackle, and I kind of like tripped on my leg, and then I ended up falling down to one knee, and I came back up to take the tackle, and when he tackled me, I just like jarred me real bad, and I smashed the back of my head <laughs> into oh, the mat, and so I uh, I I got a concussion from that. Because, uh, like, I didn't remember what was going on or anything, right? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So now I've just decided that I'm just going to make sure that this whole knee thing and and head thing gets well and cleared up before I, I come back and wrestle again. Because, like, it's it's not worth it to risk any further injury, you know? Absolutely, yeah. It's not worth it at all. So, yeah, best of luck, man. Uh, try to get uh, speed recovery and uh, hopefully see you in there soon, so. Yeah, and it does, yeah. like, it sucks to, to have to, like, you know, mention that personal stuff on here. But I think no, people are probably going to be wondering why I haven't been uh, wrestling and stuff. But yeah. I, you know, I might get, you know, knocked down uh, fairly often. And I've I've had to struggle with a, a, uh, my fair share of injuries. But I, I've come back every time. And um, there's always going to be one Absolutely. more comeback than there is going to be injuries. So Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's a part of wrestling as well, that. too. Yeah. Yeah, we all get hurt. We all get injured, and you know that's the name of the game. But uh, the important thing is, like you said, just to come back up and, and come back better than you were before, and and also just be aware as well that uh, your your health is is number one. It's more important than anything else. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I like I say, I I I do love it though. Like I I'm looking forward to it all the time. Like you know, Absolutely. I'm constantly yeah. like thinking about it, and it it stews in yeah. my mind very often. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. uh, Ty, we have uh, we have been talking for uh, nearly an hour now. Um, so I just wanted to get your uh, your social media information. Where can people follow you? Uh, what are your mm-hmm. upcoming uh, dates that you might be uh, booked for? And mm-hmm. uh, let us know. Cool. Uh, yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's at t.y.jackson. Um, I recently changed it. Um, I, I had royalty in my name before, and then I, as soon as I sent KB6 to Mexico, I was like, royalty's dead. So I, I, I killed it. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, new, new uh, Instagram, eh? Not a new Instagram, but changed the handle. Um, oh, okay. So to, all yeah, your, follow- so. your your former followers are still with you and yeah, stuff. Yeah, every- okay, yeah, so. everything's the same. Yeah, just a name, a change of the name. So yeah, so t t jackson at Instagram, and then uh, Twitter's the same thing, just uh, t underscore y underscore jackson. Um, but yeah, you'll find me on all the most of the, the uh, RCW shows here in Edmonton as well. Um, the odd in Calgary. Um, anytime we go to any of these out of town shows uh, around the area, I'll, I'll be on there as well too. So. That's yeah. kind of uh, my plan there going into the end of the year. So, are you going to go check out uh, the Monday Night Raw? I'm, uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're going to do a, like a Raw taping in Edmonton. Yeah, they are doing that in January. Yeah, so I will be checking that out as well. So, yeah. um, it's been a while. I think I remember going to the last Raw that came here, like 2011. I think it was. Oh. Wow. Um, yeah, I was 11 years old at the time. It was insane. Um, but uh, I remember going to that Raw there, and and that I think that was the one where like they threw the. I don't remember it, but like. 
they threw the shirt back. Like Cena threw the shirt and they threw it back, and then Cena threw it again. And they threw it back, and I remember um, that happening at the ECW show. Yeah, yeah, and they did it again here. I guess the uh, Edmonton crowd just decided. Any of, like the matches were. Uh, I think it was. Uh, it had to be maybe. I think it was Cena versus Punk. I guess as one of one of the main events. Um, oh. And I think Del Rio was the champ at the time, so um, that was kind of like in the middle of that Punk uh, feud yeah. he had with. That wouldn't uh, be too shabby. With, yeah. Yeah. I think the last uh, but yeah. Monday Night Raw I went to was uh, the one where Stone Cold Steve Austin announced that. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin announced that the main event at SummerSlam was going to be an Elimination Chamber match, and uh, oh, it was the one that Triple H went on to uh, uh, win. He beat Goldberg at the very end. Uh, but, like I, it was a pretty yeah. dope raw. Like I, I remember. Yeah. I think Goldberg wrestled Ric Flair, mm-hmm. like on the raw taping. So that was some cool stuff. And RVD and Jericho, I think, wrestled. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's it's always cool checking out those live shows. It it's, a, it's a way different ago. experience. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've been to a couple of like WWE non televised things since like then. The live events, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're always a good time. I, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm hoping I can acquire some tickets or whatnot and, and check it out. So. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Alrighty, uh, Ty, uh, it's been good talking to you, and um, hopefully uh, one of these days uh, we'll get to uh, wrestle. But that won't result in me having to uh, leave the promotion. <laughs> I guess the dangerous part, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Kyle. I appreciate it. Alrighty, take it easy, buddy. Thank you very much. Yeah, bye bye.